Awesome. All right. Happy Monday, y'all. Hope you have been having a great start to your weeks. Um, as always, it's a pleasure to have y'all listening in with us today for another episode of Destructuring Tech, the place where we focus on unpacking the complexities of tech and software into simpler topics. I'll add on to that, as sometimes I think, you know, it takes a minute to to build a mission when when creating new content, but uh, and just say that this is also a place where, you know, we try to hand the microphone to people from all over the tech world, both new and experienced developers and people with different experiences. Uh, diversity is key whenever talking tech or, or anything for that matter. So, so again, thank you for being here and listening in. Last week was terrific. We had, uh, we had Taylor Jordan from Sondermine come in and talk about her experience transitioning into software development from being a massage therapist and, and how she landed her dream job. She also went into the culture at Sondermind, what it was like joining the team and what she's working on now. It was a great show, so make sure to catch it if you haven't already. Uh, and again, you can always catch us on YouTube for the stream or listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Make sure to drop a line in the chat if you're watching live or, or drop a comment afterwards. I always try to do my best to respond to all the messages. Uh, but enough of that. Let's get started. I'm Travis Rollins, an instructor from the Turing School of Software and Design. I'm super excited to be joined by our special guest, Samantha Brown, on the show. Uh, Samantha is currently a student from Turing, just finishing up Mod 3. Uh, so thank you so much for making the time to be here, Samantha. I know the, the last couple of weeks <laughs> of an inning are quite busy. So how, how are you holding out this like last week, week and a half? How's it going? Well, Travis, it's... It's a shock. I mean, yeah. we're already in week five. Finals yep. are coming up. Tomorrow we get our final project. And yep. wow, time just lies. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> Still many things to go, but you're almost there. Another week, week yes. and a half, and then you got an intermission. Do you have any do you have any big plans for that that week week long intermission? Yes, I have great plans. Um, my partner and I are taking the RV and our pets, and we're going to Pennsylvania to visit my family. Um, I haven't been up there in months, <laughs> uh -huh, so uh -huh. it's going to be great. I'm really that excited. That is awesome. That is awesome. So you're renting an RV, or is this like um, what you own? My boyfriend's parents have one, and we beg to borrow it. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Um, I. The whole life of like RVs, like it's just so interesting to me. I know there's like a lot of upkeep to it, but also like just the mm -hmm. idea of like being on the road and being able to travel like that just sounds super cool too. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Well, very cool. Uh, definitely something to look forward to, to kind of motivate you in this last week or so. But, you know, uh, let's get started a little bit. I want to, you know, just get get a chance to for everyone listening in to kind of know you a little bit better. Um, so you're finishing out the third module out of, you know, all four mods at, at Turing. Um, what have you been kind of like working on or, or learning the past few weeks? So mod three is all about React. And mm -hmm. in case there's somebody listening that doesn't know exactly what React is, it's a JavaScript framework um, for building user interfaces. So... Cool. Basically, we're still using all of our JavaScript fundamentals, but now we can make sites a thousand times faster. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I I gotta imagine. Um, I've taught I've taught Mod to uh, you know quite a bit, and like there's there's a lot of work. There's a lot of like. Uh, I don't know. It just it takes quite a bit more work to do without a framework. So mm -hmm. what's that? What's that transition been like? Because I imagine like learning React, there's there's a lot to like take on the new syntax and get used mm -hmm. used to something like that. So what's been what's that what's that experience been like for you? Um, you know, the first week it was difficult. You know, there were so many differences, but. Yeah you know, with repetition and just really like using the skills that we picked up in mod one and two on how to read code or use context clues to figure yeah. things out um, actually made a big difference. And wow. so I, I mean, this is the first mod that I've been even, oh, 
comfortable with my progress, you know, and not feeling like there's no way to get past this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's, that's super. I'm super glad to hear that. I feel like it, it was the same for me. Granted, it was four years ago when I went through the program, but uh, my three, it just feels like uh, all the pieces come together a little bit more. So we start to build some of that confidence, like, Oh, okay. I can actually like do some of these things now. Um, yes. But those first couple of months, they're challenging. There's just like so much stuff to kind of like try and process and put together. So, um, but that's awesome to hear. Like it's, you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel there a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. So. Awesome. Well, so what are you, are you still working on React stuff right now? Like what are you currently working on? I know you are kind of like finishing out a project. What, What's kind of been involved with all of that? Yeah, so today's the last day of uh, the Mod 3 stretch project. And the stretch okay. project is when we independently, well, with a group, independently teach ourselves a new technology. So there's no, no expi explicitly taught classes from the instructors. And my group chose to do back end. So, yeah, this has been a huge stretch for yeah. us, uh, but it's also really fun. Like, um, we're finally, like, making those connections on what is actually happening when you make a request to the server and how it comes back and in what formats. Um, yeah. And then just the thinking about how do we best create the database so that our front end team can easily use the, you know, all of the data that's put in the server. Yeah, so. that's awesome. I, yeah, I can only imagine, because I know like those those first few weeks, like you're working with like servers and data, <laughs> you know, bringing some data to like do something with it. But I can only imagine while like being a huge shift, uh, like, um, kind of seeing how everything kind of connects, like can be super, super eye-opening. So um, are you still using JavaScript to like build out that backend or are you doing it in a different language? Oh, so we're using Postgres um, okay. and Express and SQL to write the backend. And then we're actually using React and we created a front end because we need something to show the user. Um, so our prompts or our project is called Strange Prompts for a Strange World. And it's a writing prompt generator. It's really cute. I'm very proud of it. And I just want to get a shout out to my teammates, Rachel and Andre, because they were both so amazing. <laughs> Awesome. Super cool. Yeah, I got a chance. You, I think you sent it to me yesterday and I got a chance to look at it. Super cool. I love the, even just, I think of like backend applications and maybe not always having like the most exciting front end, you know, part to it. But like, uh, this like looked really, really cool. And uh, I enjoyed watching some of the props. So we'll try, I'll try to make sure we include that in the description in case our listeners are looking at it. Uh, make sure that gets linked in there. So very, very cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm curious to hear, like, with all of that, like, so you've learned React earlier this mod, and now you're, like, learning ex Express, Postgres, and all these kinds of things. What, uh, you know, curious to hear more on, like, those wins or, or if there are any challenges or less lessons learned, like, while, you, while you've been kind of working on the stretch project. Definitely. Oh my gosh, there are so many challenges when you are self-teaching, uh, especially in a compressed time frame. Mm -hmm, and yeah. on this project, we actually started out using um, the connects um, okay. as well. So that technology was not anything we were familiar with. We reached out to, I think, eight backend folks, including alumni, um, asking, you know, for advice, hot tips, anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody had used it, Travis. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we resorted to the web where we found 
varying degrees of helpful articles. Um, to be honest, some of the some of the articles were probably really good. They just weren't at our level of understanding gotcha. and learning. So halfway through the project, we scrapped it. Oh my! And we started over. And that is never a good feeling. That's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah. with all of our research and really, you know, all of the knowledge that we gained from the upperclassmen and the alumni that helped us, we just cranked through, you know, yeah. the, you know, the process without connects um, in a matter of a day. It was amazing. So, wow. That's I awesome. Really, yeah. So it was both our win and our challenge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, I, I, I have a lot of uh, love for that because I think like, you know, it's, it's, it's hard in that sense of, like you've been spending so much time on something and you mm -hmm. want to like keep working on it. Like, it's like, well, I've already put this much time. I might as well like, uh, like commit to it and make sure it works. <laughs> right. But you know, there's also like to your point, especially when you have like a really super tight deadline, it's like, sometimes we got to make a, a big pivot and you know, we'll, we, we can always circle back to it at a later point. I think that's, that's such a common theme in just like programming in general. So uh, very frustrating, but it sounds like yeah. to your point, like um, you were able to make it work. You, you worked as a team and uh, were successful with that. So cheers to you on that. It's, it's a lot of work, but uh, hopefully, hopefully some good lessons learned there as well. So that's great. Awesome. Yes. Well, cool. Before we get kind of like uh, into more, you know, more some of our like discussion points, uh, you know, I, I think going through Turing, and I'm sure this has been the same for you, like, you know, Turing requires a ton of like time, energy, work, like all the things add up, right? Um, but I think it's also super important to like make space for self-care as well. So I'm curious, like, what's what's something that you like to do for yourself that kind of re-energizes you or just like brings you joy? Yeah. Oh, it's so important. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's very easy to forget. Uh, even I, there are days I don't go outside, which is bad. Don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so lately I've been going on a lot of walks, like at the end of the day, the end of the evening, well, really the nights because yeah. we, we do have long days. Um, yep. But my partner and I will go for a nice walk. Sometimes, you know, we'll walk on a canal trail or just around the neighborhood. And I really find it calming to, like, be able to have that, you know, time away from the screen. Mm -hmm. And then also that time, you know, with his name is Matt, um, with Matt to, like, reconnect and yeah. actually, you know, hear about his day because... I'm sure he's sick of hearing about mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I, yeah. Something about just going out and taking a walk. Um, mm -hmm. I love doing that as well. I, I know a bunch of staff like to do that same kind of thing. It's nice. It's, it's to your point, like nice to just kind of step away from the screen. Um, mm -hmm. And like, I almost feel like for me, like, I almost feel kind of like more recharged or like I'm able to focus better if I come back to something afterwards, even if it's just like a 20 minute walk. Totally. Um, yeah. It's great to just like, I don't know, I can, I can think again <laughs> or something like that, you know? So, um, so that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you've been kind of making that time, especially I'm sure for Matt, like that's got to feel really nice to, to stay connected. Cause I, I know it's a lot of hours and, um, any props mm -hmm. to to him as well so yeah he cooks me some great meals <laughs> nice do you have a favorite mm -hmm. what's the favorite meal there oh gosh um i really like a pad thai Ooh. Mm -hmm. yes yes good good call on that so well matt if you're listening uh pad thai <laughs> sounds like a good one to come up soon so um oh, yeah. well awesome <laughs> um well kind of you know moving forward uh you know uh, I know you, you've been uh, going through Turing. You're getting closer and closer to this final module. And 
graduating and all that. Um, but I'm curious, you know, before we kind of uh, talk about this ending of Turing, um, let's start with the beginning. So what was what was kind of like your career path before before you started Turing? Before I started Turing, I was a national park ranger. Um, yeah, it was really fun. Um, I had, I was really lucky. I was able to do interpretation in, you know, 1830s costumes in Pennsylvania, in Utah. I went to Zion National Park where I was a wilderness ranger in the summers and I collected fees in the winters. Um, and then I went to DC and I was a special events coordinator. So I got to put wow. on, you know, the coolest event was definitely 4th of July with um, mm. the National Fireworks Show. So I had all the roles. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Wow. Um, very cool. Like, I'm curious what, what kind of inspired you to become a park ranger? Oh, Travis, do you want this answer? Because <laughs> I do. I'm super it, curious. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a story. Um, okay. But when I was in college, I did the National Student Exchange Program uh, with the University of Hawaii. And Ooh. almost every weekend, I was at Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. And one time, my mom was out visiting, and we went to Hawaii Volcanoes, and we mm. were having a great time exploring around. We decided to do this hike across these lava fields out to this lookout so that we could see the active lava flow. Okay. And when we got there, there was a park ranger. <laughs> and he was, yeah, it was great. He had a telescope. He, you know, gave us all the history of the lava flow we hiked across, you know, all the updated information on the current lava flow. And we talked yeah. to him so long that by the time we got back to the car, we didn't have any more daylight and we couldn't, you know, continue with our sightseeing. But <laughs> I yeah. thought that was the coolest thing. And that was like that light bulb moment where I was like, wait, people get paid to be yeah. outdoors, to hike, like to talk yeah. to folks and with telescopes. So um, I have no idea who that guy was, but he's literally, yeah. you know, the reason that I chose to be a park ranger. <laughs> that is so cool. It's, it's amazing. Just like sometimes like that, that one day or that one person you connect with, like, can just have such yeah. a, a huge influence. Um, on your life, right? And the, the direction you want to take with that. So that's super cool. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii one of these days, maybe once we get past some of these uh, COVID times, whenever that happens, <laughs> right? You know, um, that's something I'll have to do and, and check that out. So uh, sounds really cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing on that. Um, I'm curious, like, so you mentioned like you are a park ranger, you were also like an events coordinator. What kind of like, <laughs> so it sounds like like part of the the role of a, a park ranger is kind of like sharing stories or sharing backgrounds, giving knowledge and things. Is that is that kind of the key piece around being a park ranger or are there other pieces in that role? Um, so yes, that is definitely a huge piece. I would say that every type of park ranger um, has that component. And so you know, communicating and really just connecting visitors to the site uh, is probably the number one, I don't know, I would say that's like number one goal. So mm. when I was in Zion, though, I was also, um, I was a wilderness ranger. So okay. <laughs> my goals were a little different. Um, I did educate the public, a lot of leave no trace and, you know, just hiking safety in the desert or canyoneering safety. Mm. But yeah. also, you know, that was the coolest job. And I got to go out and canyoneer and climb and backpack and get paid. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And of course, search and rescue, which is great when you're in your 20s and you can you know just hike for hours and then carry somebody back <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so, this sounds so cool. Like just kind of like educating other people about it. Cause like, I think there's a lot of times that like take things for granted, you know, especially with like uh, national parks and things like that. And so some of that education is super valuable. Uh, this safety and training parts. I, I can only <laughs> imagine it's just like a person who like goes to national parks and like sees what other people do. Like I know there's always people like <laughs> going off the trails, doing what, doing everything that you specifically told them not to do. And so, um, always. <laughs> just so always, right. So, um, so many, so many really cool pieces there. And, uh, that's awesome that you did that. You did that for like, I think, what was it? Like you were telling me it's like almost a decade, right? Almost a decade. I started out with the state parks and then I moved on to the national park service. So yeah, that's time. incredible. That's awesome. Well, I think, you know, you were telling me a little bit like, so you got a degree in this, right? You got a degree in, in parks and recreation management. Um, right. and, and then you also got a degree in, in science and technology, which <laughs> is amazing, like super impressive. I'm always like just uh, amazed by people who like get like two degrees. Um, but I'm curious to hear kind of the connection between the two. They, to me, sound kind of like opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I think you're right, Travis. Um, they definitely <laughs> are. But I had started out college pre-vets and I was very heavy on the sciences. And I also, you know, took a few tech courses. So just, yeah. I thought that it would help me. Honestly, I thought it would help me with using my computer. <laughs> mm. not, sure. not necessarily uh, realizing that it was actually like the software on the computer that we would be, you know, working on. Um, yeah. So, well, you live, you learn. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, for sure. when I had all those classes, I, I didn't want to throw it away. I thought, yeah. you know, well, what can I do to just, you know, keep it? And I figured out that if I just stayed a little longer, then I could leave with both. And yeah. that's what I did. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, it's always cool, like, uh, I think, like, having that curiosity to, like, try out some different classes. And, you know, you never know. Like, maybe you find a second passion. I think, like, that's, that's truly, I don't know. To me, I think it's really special, like, special to find one, one thing that you're passionate about. But then to find, like, <laughs> multiple things you're excited about, like, that's... That's awesome. So um, I think that's really cool. Uh, I think you were you were telling me like there were some like classes that you took and one included, correct me if I'm wrong on this, I think it was called like Alice Animation. What yeah. What is that? What was that class about? <laughs> so the Alice program um, is actually like an object-oriented program that is not... Um, it is not expressed that way. So it's okay. really for beginner programmers. Um, this was, you know, back in the early 2000s uh, to date myself. And I actually used Alice 2 and Alice Storytelling. Um, okay. So uh, basically, it was just like a game. That's what it felt like. And they almost tricked the user into learning how programming works and understanding, you know, even just how, you know, the order of operations and yeah. without using any of the computer science like language or, you know, yeah. that way it was just open to more people. So very, very cool. sneaky, but very cool. Yes, <laughs> very sneaky. That's the best way I feel like. Like I even think about like as a kid, right? Like if it's tied to a game, I'm gonna mm -hmm. get excited about it, right? So um, that sounds awesome, and I'm starting to see some of the connections now. You know, a little bit with like, you know, you getting into programming uh, now. Um, but I'm curious, and, and if you don't mind sharing on this, this this might be a little bit more personal, but. Um, you know, so you did that. You got both of those degrees. You worked as a park ranger for almost a decade. 
what kind of caused you or you know made you think like hey i want to shift careers and and take up programming now yeah no that's a it's a good question um it's you know not always the easiest to answer there were so many factors but um i just you know one was i was getting burnt out um mm. you know being a park ranger is a big commitment you often live inside the park that you're working at um which means that you're you know surrounded by everybody that you work with and there's a lot of rules about like even having pets so yeah. um yeah. so i was definitely i wanted a cat <laughs> so yes. that was one um and just better work-life balance you know i it's very cliche but I was getting older. I wanted more things. I wanted to be able to buy a house someday. I wanted to have a job where I was effectively solving problems mm -hmm. instead of just mitigating them. Mm -hmm. And so that, that definitely drew me into programming. So. Yeah. Very cool. No, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So you got, do you have a cat now? Do I do. You have multiple cats? <laughs> just, one. just one. Cat? Just one. Just okay. One. Okay. I, yeah. I do have a dog too. And they're okay. both, they're both elderly. <laughs> they're around yep. 12. Um, so awesome. it's a very calm household. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, I don't know. I imagine this, just a scenario of like cat dog, right? Like just running around the house, tearing everything up. Are they friends or are they like always um, attacking each other? Well, there's no attacks, but That's good. the the dog likes to pretend the cat doesn't live here. Um, so she just walks by, never looks. Uh, and yeah. the cat, the cat tries. She gets into bed with the dog and the dog looks the other way. <laughs> um, so. It is really nice. funny to see them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm glad like it's starting to, you know, you're starting to see some of that, and and you know, I I, I get totally hear the the that you know the reasoning behind like that that career shift, whether it's you know thinking about house, thinking about something that like there's growth, but also like <laughs> this idea of solving a problem as opposed to mitigating it. That's really interesting to me. So appreciate, appreciate you sharing on that. Um, I'm curious. So you, you decided to get into programming from there. What kind of made you choose, like decide that Turing was the right place for that career change? Well, I got lucky again. <laughs> um, yeah. One of my close friends got a job at Turing. Um, as oh, you cool. know, Hannah Hudson mm -hmm. is uh, is an instructor of mine too. So when Turing went remote, she reached out because she knew that I had been interested in software development for a few years, and yeah. you know I couldn't, I wasn't pulling the trigger. <laughs> mm. and yeah. So I got more details, you know, we talked a lot about it. I talked to my family about it and really like, you know, Turing's mission um, was really, that was what I wanted. You know, I wanted a community that, you know, was accepting and diverse and, you know, really sought to create change you know or be you know disrupt the system with just putting all of these folks that don't traditionally belong in mm -hmm. to you know the software world and just showing that we're capable yeah yeah that's awesome well yeah hannah hannah is a terrific terrific uh instructor <laughs> friend um so I'm, I'm glad you you had that connection with her it's always amazing amazing to me just to see like i feel like that's where most people that come to turing are through like word of mouth or like mm -hmm. telling each other about it which is which is great you know because you you get that like personal kind of one-on-one to hear about it and uh to your point yeah i think it's so key to uh shake up the system 
uh, you know, and, and bring more people, you know, it's speaking for myself, you know, just being uh, a traditional, you know, white male uh, in tech, right? Like there's there's enough of, of, of us out in there. It's, it's important getting women in tech, people of color in tech from all different backgrounds. So um, yeah, super, super excited that you are part of that Turing community and, uh, and, and continuing on in that career there. So that's great. Um, well, well, we cool. appreciate you too, Travis. You're a good ally. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, awesome. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about kind of your your experiences at Turing so far. Um, I'm curious to hear, you know, I, you, I know you were talking a little bit about like the excitement about like learning React and, and some of these newer technologies. I'm, I'm curious, like, because I know you learn a lot of things at, at Turing. What's been like one of the most like exciting things that you've learned uh, or worked with as a programmer so far and what made it so exciting? Great question. Um, I, for me personally, the most exciting part has been rendering on to the DOM or mm. getting my code to run and then show <laughs> what I want on the screen. I think that makes sense why I'm in front end. I like to yeah. see that result. Building stuff is fun. It's, mm -hmm. you know, makes you really have that end goal. And so that's that's definitely the first time that happened. Even now, it's so exciting yeah. <laughs> when things yeah. work. So. When, when things work, <laughs> especially, right? Yeah, right. like I think about that, like just like, I, I feel the same way. Like when I write code, I'm like, uh, you know, this, this is great. I, I, I get joy out of like doing all the logical pieces. That's fun. But <laughs> seeing that actually like that the impact of that and like seeing that on a page or seeing that as something like another user can like experiment with and, and interact mm -hmm. with. Super cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yes, a lot of fun to do that stuff. Um, I'm curious, like on the opposite side of that spectrum, um, I also recognize there's a lot of things where it's just like, this feels like busy work or just like, you know, you don't always get the most excited about it in programming, right? So I'm curious, like, what's been the least exciting for you so far? And do you feel like it was still something that was necessary to do or if it just felt like it really was just busy work? So I don't think, I don't think anything we've done so far has been busy work. Um, a lot of it has been, you know, just even getting your brain to think in a certain or new way. But yeah. my nemesis is by far <laughs> the iterator methods and just mm. how repetitive and how many hours it takes to practice and really nail them down. Um, sure. So yeah. I do think it was worth it. I, you know, almost always can figure out fairly quickly now what I need. And mm -hmm. if I can't uh, decide on a method, I know where to reach. I know what docs to look at. Yeah. So it's worth it. Yeah. But it was it was a slog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, yeah, I've definitely heard that before. And I and I, I totally get that. Like it's it's uh what is it? Yeah, it's it's just like a lot of grinding. It's a lot of practice. To to your point, there's like, well, I could do. They all do very similar things, but there's like situations where like maybe one is a little bit better for one scenario as opposed to another, right? right. Um, which is uh, is great and all, but it to your point, it's <laughs> a lot of. I think like what is it? My two where you kind of just like. That's what you're practicing like all the time for the most part every um, day <laughs> that's that's a grind that's a grind mm -hmm. for sure but i'm glad it's kind of paying off now you know i think to to your point and i even just talking to developers these days like it's uh it's not something like i have all of these memorized on the back of my hand but um mm -hmm. you know you have a general idea of like which ones to go to and can you know use the docs like if if you need to like double check how something works or whatever, so um, super cool. 
but yeah, it's, it's, it is a lot of work for sure. So <laughs> yes. yes. Well, awesome. Um, I'm curious, you know, uh, kind of tying in like your, your past career as a, uh, park ranger. I'm curious, like, um, curious to hear how, how that, how that's kind of like tied into programming. So like, as you've been working as a programmer and building that knowledge base mm-hmm. and that experience, um, just curious to hear, like, how, how is your past career kind of connected and helped you in this new career? Well, off the top of my head, I can definitely say that teamwork, working collaborat- collaboratively with others, um, you know, in the park service, when you're on the search and rescue team and you're carrying um, a visitor out on a litter you need to have good communication skills. You, you know, need to understand the role of each position. Um, that way, everybody works together um, in a smooth fashion. And I think that software development is very much the same. You know, being aware of everybody else on your team, being attuned to, you know, where they are in the process and just how they think about things and then being willing to, you know, pivot or, you know, listen to their feedback to find the best way to complete your goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Communication. Every time I talk to a team, like that's like one of the most important pieces, but I think that, that utter, that, that utter point of like feedback, and being able to mm-hmm. not only accept feedback, but like listen to that feedback, you know, like uh, it's not always the easiest, but uh, right. it, it makes for it makes for a better team if like there is that open communication there. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, very cool. I can I could definitely see the connection there. Um, I guess like m- maybe one more question. Um, you know, we've talked about it, right? Turing. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of competing priorities um, as a student, and it can be really, I think, challenging to balance it all out. Um, And I think just the fact that uh, you were willing to do a podcast with me in the middle of this like busy schedule where you're finishing things out, still have a project, still have a final assessment, right? Um, You know, that means a lot to me, but I think that also says something about you and how you kind of like manage your tasks and schedule. And so I'm just curious if you could tell us a little bit about like what's kind of involved with all those priorities and what has specifically worked for you to kind of stay on top of all those tasks and and be successful so far. Yeah, there are so many things and I can confidently say that I will never finish my daily to-do list. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think that's just the reality, you know, Turing is hard and part of at least for me what i've been getting out of turing is learning how to prioritize knowing you know which which balls you can drop so to speak when you're juggling 15 different you know projects and birthday parties and you know just study time plus fitting in a shower Um, yeah yeah So for me, I've been using, you know, my Google calendar is my life. Mm. I I follow it to a T every day. Uh, It's very effective. And I don't know. At first, it was a challenge because I've never, you know, had to structure my day so neatly. But Mm. now, I don't know. I really like I like it. I mean, <laughs> I'm way yeah. more efficient. Um, I can actually, you know, like focus better because I know that, you know, this hour is for this project or this activity. And mm. when I'm in it, I just, that is my only worry. There's a saying that um, many of the instructors say, and it's that, you know, often they'll tell us, you know, that's Samantha's tomorrow problem. And, mm. you know, don't worry about it today. So yeah. I try to remember that. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> and and I think it's to your point, it's really hard. Like when you started something, like I need to finish this as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, uh, to your point, like there's a lot of other things to do. You know, um, tomorrow's a new day. Like we'll take care of it then. You know, like sticking to that schedule, which I think is probably one of the biggest challenges. Um, whether you're a student or an instructor or a developer or whatever you're doing, right? Like it's it's really hard to stick to that. But um mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's super valuable. I know for me, I also uh, to your point of like kind of like adding all the things and it helps me kind of keep track of my schedule. Um yeah. I also do that for like self care. Uh <laughs> here's my time where like I'm gonna do I'm gonna go out for that walk. Or I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, take some time to watch a show or something like that. Because if I don't make that time, it's real easy for that time to get filled in. So definitely, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, you know, speaking speaking of you kind of doing all the things, uh, <laughs> I know you are also telling me that you're you're helping with a workshop uh, with Turing uh, yeah. called Code with Joanne. Um, and this is, this is the first time it's happening, right? Right, right. So, um, it's actually code with Joan. So, uh, and that's, Joan, okay. and that's because it's being put on by the Joan Clark Society, um, at Turing. It's not, it's not a Turing necessarily affiliated program. Um, all the folks that are, all the women that are running it, um, do have a Turing connection, but we're not, we're open for everybody. And there's no reason anyone should feel like we're trying to recruit them. Mm-hmm. The goal of Code With, you know, Joan is really, we just want to show women that they can do this too. You know, yeah. not, you know, it's, I think it's easy and I did it as well to, you know, maybe feel like you're not smart enough, or it's just not something that you've been exposed to in a really like thoughtful way. And I really hope that, you know, Code with Joan really opens doors or maybe windows (laughs) for some women out there to think about coding as a career. Holy, that's awesome. Um, I think that's really cool. And thanks for correcting me uh, (laughs) words today. I yeah. Um, But uh, who so I guess I'm curious, like, um, since this is related to or like kind of connected with the Joan Clark Society, who who is Joan Clark for for those maybe not familiar? Yeah, so Joan Clark, she's really awesome woman. Um, back in World War II, she actually worked on the Enigma project with Alan Turing. So that's a nice fit um, yeah. in yeah. England. And she was the only the only woman on that team. And, you know, it was quite controversial at the time. Mm. Um, but here we go. We have another, you know, female role model even if she didn't know she was going to be and so now our community is really you know based on just um supporting each other and building professional skills so any any um woman plus who attends turing you know is welcome into the group and i don't know it's great Everybody's super yeah. supportive, super kind. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm curious. Like, so if if you know you are a woman, plus, um, what what's kind of like, what what kind of is the, I don't know, the daily outline for this like workshop? What would they actually be doing, and what's kind of like your role in like involved with this workshop? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So the workshop is really, I have some notes. I want to make sure I don't, (laughs) I don't say the wrong thing. So we're expecting at least 50 plus women um, 
plus and we're gonna have alumni there and we're really just we're gonna kind of talk about the life of a programmer and then there's going to be an activity where people are going to create their own little sites and they're going to be you know they get to choose the topic so hopefully you know we'll have a range of maybe super serious like climate change and then another one it's like cats in princess crowns you know yes. so <laughs> and what's really going to be fun it's almost like a tri-coding workshop, which, you know, Turing puts on, but it's going to be more fun. There's not going to be as much knowledge. There's going to be, you know, more alumni and current students there helping out, answering those questions and just really like, you know, showing these ladies how to, you know, or that they can do it, that it's accessible to them. That's so cool. That is really, really awesome. And uh sounds like a ton of fun. So I, I think like uh the fact that like you're kind of also just like so many um people from the community at during are like coming in to help and share their experiences as well is super valuable. I think about that like um you know you spoke about like the, the tricoding with Turing. Like I went through one of those as well. And just, mm -hmm. you know, like the, the, the knowledge part was great. You know, it was like, it was cool. I learned a lot from it, but hearing about other people's experiences from them, like personally, like said so much more to me. So the fact that like mm -hmm. women can, can come to this workshop and get to kind of like talk to y'all and, and hear about your experiences and, you know, the, the previous careers that you came from and, and what you're doing now, I, I think really says, um, says a lot, uh, for those people as well. So very, very cool. Um, and that's correct me. I'm trying to remember the date is that that's on October. Is it 16th? Yes, you got it. October 16th. Awesome. Awesome. And so if women plus are like interested in learning more about this event, uh, you know, where, where should they go or who should they talk to to kind of find out more? Yeah. Um, so we have an event, right, that you can use to sign up. And there's more details um, in the description. So maybe I could give you the link to post below after the show. Yeah, that sounds great. I will definitely add that in. So, yeah, we'll, we'll stay great. in touch after this. And um, that sounds great. So cool. Um, awesome. Well, I know we've got, you know, just keeping an eye on the time. There's a couple, couple yeah. last questions I want to get onto next. So, um, just kind of looking a little bit at the, the future. I know, I think it was recently, um, not too long ago, you, you had done a job shadow with slalom. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yes. Yes. That was great. What, what was what was your experience like there? What what did you kind of do? How long was this event for? Yeah. So, yeah. So I followed um, an actual Turing grad, Alyssa Bull, uh, which was really, I thought, a great perspective because she really knew where we were at, um, both in our knowledge base and also just emotionally. <laughs> um, mm, yeah. so she's very empathetic leader. Um, and it was about, I think it was three hours long. And okay. so we, you know, she went through her calendar with us and really explained like how standups work, like on the job, what a sprint mm -hmm. is and all of the other, you know, um, jargon, I guess yeah. is the word yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we haven't gotten to yet. And it was just really cool to see how Alyssa's life like has changed and like how productive she feels every day. But, you know, but at the end of the day, when she turns her computer off, like that's, that's it. That's the end yeah. of her day. Um, and I just, I felt like it was really invaluable to see that yeah. post Turing life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And again, you're not 
not too far away. I know it probably feels like there's so many <laughs> things in between, but yeah, definitely the feeling of being able to turn off at the end of the day. Just, um, yeah, the, the light, I would say like the, the lifestyle that you've been living at Turing, not sustainable long-term, right? It's great for right. getting through something, you know, uh, quickly You're, you've been kind of going, uh, like a sprint, a sprinter's pace, but then, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta slow it down a little bit at some point too. So, um, so yeah, that's really cool. And that's awesome that you got to, you know, kind of connect with, with Alyssa, uh, about like, um, kind of like what that like workflow for like a, a regular day looks like to you, um, mm -hmm. or, or to someone working at slalom, uh, curious if there is like anything else to like the culture there that really stood out to you. Cause I feel like there's a lot of things that can be different at, at different companies, you know, whether it's a startup, maybe it's like faster pace, maybe there's something about the, uh, just the way that the team interacts with each other. Just curious, like if there's anything about the culture that stood out to you about that company. Yeah. Um, there was definitely um, a key takeaway was just how much they valued learning and mm -hmm. just, you know, evolving with the new technologies. There was, I believe, an unlimited education budget so that you could continue learning. Um, Alyssa was in a study group in which, you know, she, that was part of her work day was to wow. study and learn. And I found that very attractive. Um, I, you know, I didn't even realize that was a value I had until she was mm -hmm. discussing it. And I thought, wow, people do that? Companies <laughs> do that? <laughs> right. So, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't think that's um, at every company, of course, but I think that's like something really, really cool. And I think like something that um, no matter where you where you work, like that's something that could be really valuable to bring into that culture at the company, just because like, yeah, like tech is always changing. There's always mm -hmm. things new coming up. And so um, that's really awesome what Slalom does there and like supporting that team and and having that budget to say like, hey, like like this is a part of your like regular days to like go out and learn and um so that you can feel supported and and be in the right place to to continue to build and, and to grow personally, professionally, you know, and it it, it supports everyone, right? It supports the team right. members, it supports the company as a whole. So Super cool. That's awesome. <laughs> really cool. Well, awesome. Um, you know, as you as you start to get into uh, the job hunt, you know, especially which which is a big key focus, I think, of Mod Four, right? Um, what are you kind of looking for uh, in your company as a first time developer? What's kind of like either either technically or professionally, culturally? What is like? something that you're looking for specifically um, as you're interviewing with other places? Yes, yeah, so I've been thinking about this a lot lately, mm -hmm. trying to, you know, really figure out my keys and values. And yeah. this is my, my rough draft. I don't have, mm -hmm. you know, everything nailed down, but I really want to work at, you know, a company that values learning and you know being you know progressing with the times um mm. you know preferably i would be with a company that you know values the person and not just the position if that makes sense um yeah. so um yeah and i guess for me personally i want a remote job <laughs> but sure. um I think that, you know, in this climate, that's probably not going to be a deal breaker. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I would say like, there's definitely, I guess, you know, one of the one of the results of, you know, being in the middle of a pandemic, I think like more and more <laughs> companies have found ways to, to work remotely, which, you know, I think will certainly lend itself to, uh, there being more positions for that. So, you know, 
certainly fingers crossed around that. But um, I think it's uh, I think it's really interesting your, your comment about like valuing the person, not just the position. And I'm curious <laughs> for you know other tech companies that are listening into this. Um, what? How how does how does someone go about doing that? Or like I think that's very different, or can be very personal depending on the the person. But for you, maybe like how like what does that look like in order to feel like I am valued as a person? It's not just like my position that's important. Yeah. So for me, that means you know maybe having more of a flexible start and end date or time of the day. You know, like allowing the space for doctor's appointments, um, mm. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you're not taking off the full day to go get, you know, your annual checkup. Um, yeah. And, you know, also for women, um, you know, having like a paid maternity leave, you know, like understanding that, you know, we are people first, and we do have, you know, I don't know, unplanned, you know, events that could happen or sicknesses that we could get and that doesn't make us less of a valuable person. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Notes definitely taken there. I think those are all super, super valuable pieces just to be be recognized for that person and to have a team or or leader that's like aware of those things as well mm -hmm. um shows that they they care and um so yeah that's that's awesome i really appreciate you sharing thanks um well cool i, I want to start <laughs> to to wrap up on things i know you know just keeping again an eye on the time a little bit but uh maybe like two last questions uh okay. just just curious like as you kind of get into you know you're finishing out the next week and a half, but then you got one more module at Turing. Um, right. I'm curious to hear, like, what's something either that you've heard about or that you're excited about in, in Mod 4, whether it's, you know, finally doing your final last kind of capstone project or maybe it's working with the back-end team and working cross-team there or doing more technical challenges and practicing for interviews you know what's what's something that you're excited about you know getting into this this last mod yeah you hit it with the first one i'm super mm. excited for the shiny capstone oh. project um i have yeah. had this idea for an app for months now i've been talking it up i hope that my cohort mates <laughs> vote on it and i get to do yeah. it so and i feel like in mod four you know it's finally the time where like I can do, you know, I can create things that actually solve problems in work and that people might use. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm curious. I haven't heard of this. What What's the pitch that you're kind of like oh, thinking about for this? I don't know. I don't know if I can say it, Travis. I don't want it stolen. Oh. It's a good oh, one. Well, that's it fair. Does... That's fair. I'll give you one clue. It's a Zoom extension and probably teachers and instructors won't like it. <laughs> Students and instructors won't like it. I can't so. wait to hear this. So uh, that's great. Well, I'm, I, I get to work with you next inning. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to hearing more about this. Um, so can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah. So awesome. Well, so my last question, you know, before we really start to wrap things up here, uh, is this is a question that gets thrown at me, you know, every time I have like my like yearly evaluation as an instructor. And so uh, it's always a challenging question. So I apologize for throwing this at you, but I'm curious, you know, looking at yourself, looking at Samantha a year from now, what mm -hmm. are you going to be doing that lets you know that, you know, all this work you've been doing has been a success? you weren't kidding that is challenging um yeah <laughs> wow so well a year from now i hope that i am working in the software world software world 
you know, hopefully writing code. I do, you know, I do enjoy that. It is fun, a fun process. And, you know, I hope to have roots somewhere. You know, I recently moved, but we probably won't stay here too much longer. So I really want to kind of set the path for like, you know, the next 10 years. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. I, again, I appreciate you answering that. Cause I, that's that's a tricky question. So the fact that you're yeah. thinking about like setting those roots, especially even for the next ten years, like that's awesome. That's <laughs> that's a hard thing to do. That's a well, hard thing to do. Yeah. 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 But cool. Well, awesome. Um, you know, curious for you know our listeners out there, like if they have further questions or just kind of want to be following mm-hmm. along with the the work that you're doing. Is there a way that they can kind of like reach out to you or network with you? Definitely. Yeah. The best way is going to be LinkedIn. And there are so many Samantha, Samantha Browns in particular. Um, Mm. But I made my URL custom and it's Samantha Brown developer, software developer. Very easy to remember. (laughs) Heck yes. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure I'll do my best. I know this, I've been trying to make notes of like things to add into the description, but I'll try and mm-hmm. add that to the bottom as cool. well so people can find that. Very cool. Well, awesome. Thanks for, for sharing all those things. And um, y'all definitely make sure to follow uh, Samantha if you want to talk to her further, uh, especially, you know, as she's getting into this job hunt, maybe, maybe talking about that <laughs> intent, wink, wink. But, uh, but yeah, thanks so much, Samantha, for, for being here and, and setting aside a bit of your time to, to share with us. I, I really appreciate it. So, um, and as always, you know, much thanks goes to our listeners as well, uh, whether you're uh, listening in live on YouTube or, or tuning into us on Anchor, Spotify, or even Google Podcast. Um, and if you like the show, you know, please support us by, by subscribing to the channel. Uh, looking ahead at next week, I'll actually be joined by Ellen Mary, who is the Senior Director of Programs at the Turing School of Software and Design. Oh, cool. So um, so make sure to be there for some amazing discussions next Monday at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That's, again, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, as always, thanks, y'all, for listening in. Stay safe and well until next time. And we will catch you all later. <laughs> thanks, y'all.